What's up, guys? Welcome to another edition of the Current Era Pod. I'm your host, Julian, and today, Javar's back, man. We're talking the NBA Finals. Guys, we've witnessed three games of the NBA Finals so far. The Boston Celtics have a 2-1 to one series lead. As you're hearing this, hopefully you hear it before Game 4. We're going to give our picks about who wins tonight, and of course, we're going to review everything we've seen in Games 1 through 3. Now, uh, if you're new to the pod, hit that subscribe button, guys. I release content every Monday and Friday. It's NBA Finals time. So you're going to get more of these basketball videos. But, of course, I've got other stuff for you. So stay locked in. Stay tuned. And that's it. I think we're going to go ahead and get right to the episode. All right, man. And we're back. Javon, welcome to another episode, man. We are in the NBA Finals. Three thrilling games that we've been watching so far. Game four will be on Friday as all the pot listeners are hearing this, hopefully. Um, Javon, what's going on, man? How you doing? How have you been enjoying these finals? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Um, you know, it's just good to see some such high-level basketball. Um, I mean, these playoffs have been pretty good all in all. The conference finals, we talked about it last time, were a bit down but yeah, because uh, all the blowouts. But, you know, in average, it's been a great playoffs to watch as a casual fan, you know, with my team out of it, our team. <laughs> out of it, so. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, these NBA finals, I, remind me, who, who did you pick going into the series? I picked Warriors in seven, I believe. Okay, Warriors in seven. I have the Warriors in six. Okay, and uh, I definitely want to get your reaction after we discuss everything because three games in, the Warriors are currently down two games to one uh, with game four in Boston on Friday. Um, So I just want to kind of go game by game, man, and get your thoughts because there's a lot of things to unpack in here. Um, So let's start with game one uh, in Oracle. Oh, no, they're not in Oracle anymore. In uh, Chase Center, excuse me. And... uh, the Warriors lose the opening match game to the Boston Celtics. Uh, honestly, I thought it was a pretty – I mean, I, I'm, okay. I, I thought that this game was pretty much in the bag uh, in, in terms of what the Warriors were doing. I mean, they pretty much led the entire way. They had that explosive third quarter, which has been a theme in this series. Uh, but unfortunately, they let certain guys get off the hot starts, which catapulted them in that fourth quarter, and Boston just exploded in the fourth um where Al Horford hit three threes Derek White hit two threes Marcus Smart hit a three Tatum and Brown both hit a three and that was just too much for the Warriors to overcome so they ended up losing 120 to 108 give me your thoughts on what you saw in this series man what you liked what you didn't like and uh why you think the Boston Celtics won that game um well before like actually in the, the last part we said we'd be that surprised that the Celtics stole a game in San Francisco Right, um, but even then, like that, that's a huge game to win. That, that first one, um, it kind of you know, as a young team that has no finals experience coming in against the, the team that has all the, the, the experience, you know, everybody expected the Warriors to win that game. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Celtics to come in, and you know, the Warriors were pretty much winning the game and in control of the game, like you said, most of the time. For them to come in in the fourth quarter and steal it, that was that was huge. And honestly, that kind of completely turned the series upside down. I mean, I don't think people realized it at the time. They were kind of just like, oh, it's okay. The Warriors will come back and get them. But, like, the Celtics are good, but you can't just be giving these guys games. Like, yeah, they were they were leaving. I mean, you talk about guys who don't normally hit shots. They were leaving these guys wide open. I mean, Derek White yeah. hit a couple shots in Curry's face or whatever, I remember. But um, Yeah, he, he had some but, tough ones. Yeah, but Al Horford, he was wide open all game. I mean, Draymond wasn't even bothering to run out there uh, to guard him. Um, and Marcus Smart. Uh, got hot. No, it was Jalen Brown in game one. Jalen Brown got hot like at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Um, yep. So, you know, you just can't let these guys get off, man. So I, I was I was concerned after the game. I was I was very concerned. Wow. I was like, well, the Celtics didn't really play well. Jason Tatum had was like three of 17 or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Brown only had one good quarter and it was just kind of other guys that stepped up. And so I just didn't expect that to hold serve. And I was very concerned with what I saw from on the Warriors side, because even though they were in control of the game, it was really just stuff. And um, and like Otto Porter and like a couple other guys hitting shots. Mm-hmm. But it was not like, you know, uh, Jordan Poole, Draymond and Clay. It's not like they were really doing anything. Uh, Wiggins had a decent game in game one, too. Yeah. But um, it, it just kind of, for the most part, looked like the Steph Curry show. That, yeah, the <laughs> Steph Curry show. It didn't look like that you know, impressive to me on the Warriors side. What yeah. did you think? Because you didn't seem that concerned, I remember, in the text there. Yeah, man. To, to be completely honest, um, and, you know, if if we kind of go back and kind of replay the game in our minds, um, you know, there was that explosive first quarter where Steph hit, what, six of his threes, six of his seven threes in the first quarter. 
Um, I, I, the Celtics were just blowing coverages. Like it, it was like it was like insane to me. Like how how many coverages they were blowing and how wide open Steph Curry were. Now t- to give them credit, uh, they they tightened up to an extent and he wasn't wide open. But the fact that they were playing this drop coverage on a pick and roll, which they've been doing this entire series, and Steph has been killing them this entire series, um, is is was I don't know it. It kind of led me to believe that once Clay got going, the Warriors would be able to do whatever they wanted to do. And the fact that um, the fact that, you know, uh, Horford hit six threes, Derek White hit five threes. I just kind of chalked it up to an anomaly. I mean, everybody has one of these kind of games where like everybody is on. Um, and that's that's kind of what it seemed like for me. I mean, I, I, I just kind of figured that. The Warriors let one slip away. Now, granted, this is the NBA Finals, and you're absolutely right. These guys are not anybody that you want to give a game to because a game gives them confidence. And if, if these young guys have the confidence, like it, they're they are dangerous. Um, so, in, in retrospect, uh, it, it is unfortunate that that they lost this game because now they are down two games to one. But at the time, uh, and even even before Game Three, I was still of the mindset of, you know. Al Horford and Derek White, Marcus Smart, like those guys are never going to play that well again, like collectively anyway. Like one of them may have a game, but all three of them at the same time are never going to have that great of a game again. And b- before they did, the Warriors were in control. I mean, they had a 12 point lead going into that fourth quarter, if you remember. Like, uh, but, you know, Steph sat yeah. down and Jalen Brown went crazy. So, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, let me just uh, point out that, you know, after that first quarter where Steph was going crazy, the Warriors were only up four. It's not like they were blowing the yep. Celtics out. They should have really, I mean, that should have been concerning right there. If yep. Steph had a start like that and they weren't up double digits, like, whoa. And yep. they were actually down at halftime. So it's not like they were that, and they're like, like they were just dominating this whole game, you know? The right. The Celtics were, had a four point lead at halftime in this game. Yeah. It, it was like, just a hot quarter. Uh, in that third quarter, they had them up 12, but. Yep. They still had a whole other quarter to go, and they were playing it like it was regular season, like regular season minutes on for, for Steph. He's out here on his normal rotations. Like, nah, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, look if if there's one thing that we know about Steve Kerr is that he will he will make adjustments. He is not afraid, even in the NBA Finals. Um, you 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 can take that all the way back to the 2015 championship where they were starting Andrew Bogut in the first game, and then he was like, eh, we're gonna start Andre Iguodala. Andrew Bogut's going to come off the bench. We're going to start small. We're going to play the Cavs this way. And it, it ended up winning them a championship. So, um, you know, in, in in game two, Steve Kerr did make an adjustment if you want to go ahead and go straight there. Um, you know, he he ended up putting Draymond on Jalen uh, Brown, which I thought helped immensely. Um, Draymond is just – when <laughs> when Draymond is locked in, he is so good. Like, he is – like, he is – I, I, I think both both of us agree. Like he's probably the best role player ever, and that's not a slight. Like obviously Draymond's a first ballot Hall of Famer, um, but like, and, and this is something that that even he himself him himself admits. Like when he's good, they win, but when he's not locked in and when he's distracted by other things, uh, they suffer. And it, it showed in, in Game Two and Game Three, to be completely honest. But what did yeah. you think? about the Warriors and the Celtics in game two where the Warriors ended up taking that one? Well, I mean, I'm glad he started with Draymond in that one because it was pretty much the Draymond game. He was all over the place defensively. He kind of got in their heads. Yeah, uh, He got that, he got like an early tech, and he just knew he could say whatever he was wanting. He was talking shit all game, just uh, starting stuff, like just begging the refs basically to try to call a second tech on him. Um, so, you know, basically it was just all him and his mind games. Um, Steph was consistent, um, and then they got hot again in that third quarter, and that, yep. that gave them a little more separation. I mean, this game was also close. Um, mm-hmm. I think the Warriors were up at halftime in this one. But yeah, I think only by two. This, yeah, yes. Okay, so. Um, and, you know, I wasn't really – I mean, <laughs> I, I still wasn't com- that that convinced after this win because it was still just Steph, and then Jordan Poole had, you know, some garbage time buckets when they already had separation. He hit that big three uh, at the end, or well, a couple big threes at the end of the third quarter, right? Those, yeah, uh, basically home run threes that knocked, you know, blew the blew the roof open. But it, to me, that one just seemed like the Celtics, was like, all right, we got ours, you know, let's mm-hmm. just go ahead and just pack it in and just be ready uh, for for game three. 
because they kind of okay. just they gave up with like 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. So, yeah, they did. I was very surprised that Ima Yudoka pulled his guys out so soon, even though I think they at that point they were down by what, 29, maybe. Yeah, it's almost 30. Yeah. yeah but um, yeah, man, look, I thought I, I thought kind of more optimistically, I guess. Um, I feel I felt like this was more of like a regular game. Like this is kind of how, how like a regular game would go. Um, both of these teams are very good. Both of these teams guard each other really well. They switch everything. Um, and and uh, in, in this game in particular, I, I thought Steph played some really good individual one-on-one defense against guys trying to attack him. I'm not Steph sure what has happened. Been incredible this series. Let's be honest on both ends. Oh yeah. He's oh yeah. Doing, well, he's putting it all out there. I mean, I, I actually, I kind of wish he shoot a little more. He might have to average forty the rest of the series. But if I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. But um, you know, he's averaging basically thirty. You, you can't really ask too much more from him. But he's he's been excellent. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that. Yeah. In in, in this game too, in particular, um. Steph, Steph was the catalyst again, and of course they, they had the big quarter. They, they won the third quarter, thirty-five to fourteen. Um, but man, it's it, it's so weird how all of these games are kind of similar in that it's pretty much neck and neck in the first half. The Warriors have a big third quarter, and then the Celtics have a bigger fourth quarter. That's pretty much been the story in every one of these games. Um, in in game one, the Warriors won the third quarter, thirty-eight to twenty-four. But the Celtics won the fourth quarter, forty to sixteen. In Game Two, the Warriors won the third quarter, thirty-five to fourteen. But the Celtics won the fourth quarter, twenty-four to twenty. They ended up losing the game, but still. Um, and then in Game Three, you know, the Warriors won the th- uh, third quarter again, and then the Celtics won the fourth quarter again. So <sighs> it's a very, very interesting dynamic, man. And I w- okay, so I wasn't really worried, but. I was starting to 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 have doubts, I'll say, at this point, just because they won, yes. They blew them out, yes. But I didn't think that there was any way that they could win this series, especially with, with these next two games going into Boston if Clay did not play well. And at this point, he looked terrible. Like, I, I, I think in game two, he shot like four of 18, one of eight from three. Um, yeah, and, you know, like, like a like a... Like one of those uh, role players on like a Max Struess or something. Like he just couldn't get a shot off. Like, <laughs> he just looked like a like a like a shooter, and that's all he could do. And it's it's kind of sad, but I guess in the state, the condition he's in with, against the Celtics' athleticism, this defense is mm-hmm. it's tough on Clay. And yeah, look, I, I think I think we should put things in perspective. He he is coming off an Achilles and a torn ACL. He was out for damn near three years. Um, those are very hard injuries to come back, especially in basketball. I mean, right. those injuries specifically have killed people's careers like i mean if you want to put kobe on the list derrick rose of course um like you know hall of fame first bad hall of fame guys who haven't really been able to come back from this injury so um it's not a spring chicken i mean no yeah super old but you know he's 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 what 32 33 something like that yeah i want to say 32 yeah so but look i mean obviously um from from the boston side of things in game two i figured that this is kind of how most of the games would go even though they they were blown out i figured that they're good enough to keep it um competitive i mean and jason tatum really got off in this game eight of 19 he had a whole bunch of threes 28 points but he didn't distribute as well but i kind of accredit that to what draymond was able to do like he i think al horford had two points marcus Smart had two points um like draymond was just flying all over the place man he played really great individual defense on Jalen brown in this game um, and unfortunately, I think once the Warriors won this game, I feel like Draymond in particular just got complacent. Um, yeah, he's, he's going into game off, three. Right? He's really pump, pump, pumping his chest out for uh, off of that one. Yeah. Have you been uh, um, keeping up with his podcast and you know all the all that that's going on? That's kind so of a side story. But. I listened to his podcast, but I had no idea what the whole Cedric Maxwell beef was. Do you know anything about it? Actually, I don't know. I, I saw okay. just a little bit of it today, but I, I was, yeah. Yeah, apparently. I, I listened to his latest podcast. So I don't know. Oh, no, I listened to it this morning. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Cedric Maxwell has a book or something, and he kind of made a comparison about how tough how tough it was to play back then and how easy these these guys have it. And I guess Draymond took exception to that. I'm not sure if Cedric Maxwell like called Draymond out specifically, but – Jeremiah took exception to it and talked about it in the press conference and 
all of a sudden Cedric Maxwell is like beefing with Draymond. I don't know. Like you said, it's a side <laughs> story. Who really gives a damn? But um, you know, I I really like that that Draymond does does his pod uh after the games. I mean, he's already got to answer media questions, like why not do a pod dedicated to how you really feel? <laughs> like, you know, and make yeah, money. I don't see much of a problem with it, but it's kind of it is kind of like where. How I is guess, it a distraction? How? Well, it's not that it's a distraction. It's more so like where is your focus? Like why are you worried about that? Like just just get off mm. of social media, get off all that, and just lock in on the on on the game. That's the finals. But I get it. I mean, he's he's got got this far with it. Why change it up? But you remember when LeBron used to just like be off social media? Mm-hmm. But I guess I guess Draymond doesn't feel that that type of pressure anymore. Like he's kind of just like whatever. Yeah, and it's not like it's not like it's that much pressure on him anyway. I mean, he could come in here and get eight points and have a good game. You know, it's not like better. But look, here's the thing. So when LeBron says that, he's not on his LeBron James profile that has 50 million followers. But I guarantee you, he's on his burner and he's seeing stuff and he's watching TV and like LeBron's not just sitting in his room fucking meditating. Until the game Come starts. On, Do you really think LeBron is sitting here watching Undisputed? Absolutely. Think? Why does he care about what Skip Bayless got to say? He's got way more. He's way beyond I mean, all that. Like, maybe not Undisputed that. specifically, but I guarantee, bro, like, he, he every, every one of these niggas do. Like, and you, you cannot convince me otherwise. Like, they all so do, I'm and they all lie about it. So you think Kobe was sitting there watching first take, seeing what they was talking about every episode? Yes. Hell uh, Yes. Uh, and I, I bruh, yes. Co- First of all, Kobe, <laughs> Kobe is the type that needs that kind of motivation. Like, <laughs> actually, actually, there has been times where Stephen A. has said, "I just got a text from Kobe or something." So yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, like, bro, right. come on, man. I mean, look, and like, I, I get why they lie about it because you know they, they don't want it to seem like, oh, like this guy actually has a say in this, and like, you know, they, they don't want to give life to any of their words. But these guys are watching, bro. They one thousand percent are watching, but whatever. Um. Anyway, final well, thoughts okay. on game two. Uh, n- not really. Uh, I mean, this is just one of those where I was again. I just felt like the Celtics felt like they got theirs, and they knew they wasn't coming here and sweep and go in San Francisco. They gave a good effort for the first three quarters, saw how it was going, and let it go. I mean, they were shooting like sub below forty percent for the game. Like it was it seemed like they just packed it in and just like okay, whatever. <laughs> Okay. Um, but I, I got some I got some some burning questions after after we talk about game three. I mean, let's, okay. let's let's get through. Okay. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get right into what we just saw. Yes. What's today? Thursday. Yeah. So yesterday, uh, Boston Celtics defeated the Golden State Warriors one sixteen to one hundred. Like I said, man, the same story. It was pretty close. I mean, uh, Boston oh, did hold get hold out hold to an early lead. I oh. say Boston got out to that big lead. I mean, were you concerned? I was like, holy shit, are they about to get blown out? Um. Not really, to be honest. Just because it's the Warriors. Um, even even though I, I think it was what, like fifteen to two or sixteen to two or something like that, like something crazy. Uh, once once Steph, first of all, <laughs> this is gonna sound funny, but as soon as I saw in in the morning, like I saw like Scott Foster was refereeing the game, I got bad vibes. I was like, oh, um, you know, like <laughs> Why does everybody hates Scott Foster, bro. Like it's bro. Like so. Okay, so first of all, I didn't believe it. Like I. I didn't believe in the whole Chris Paul thing, 15 straight games, and then Scott Foster, da da da. But man, like when, like if if you if you just start connecting the dots, man, if I don't know, gambler, man. Gambler, gamblers know Scott Foster, put it that way. For some reason, he he uh, he, he must know the lines or something because he always changed up from what it's supposed to be. Apparently, yeah. So when when Steph got that BS first file, and I saw that it was Scott Foster that called it, I was like, uh oh, uh oh. Um, yeah, true. He's getting foul trouble. Draymond yeah. foul trouble. Yeah. Yeah, but look, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily concerned in the first quarter, even though Jalen Brown was going off. I think he had what seventeen or eighteen in the first quarter. Um, I, I think I like I immediately texted you guys. And I was like, I guarantee he doesn't have over thirty. Uh, <laughs> that's just because like we've seen this story before, and I, I'm not trying to take anything away from Jalen Brown. And hold on, just, let, let me just back up really quickly. Um, my friend Nick is a huge Celtics fan, and I have a whole bunch of Celtics mutuals on Twitter that I interact with, bro. They really hate this this narrative that Jason Tatum is their best player. Um, like, you know, I'm 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 talking like diehard Celtics fans. Like, they hate this narrative that Tatum is their best player. Like, 
they love them some Jalen Brown. I'm I'm not sure if it's like the national media versus what the hardcore fan thinks, but it's it's just interesting to hear that like you know like guys that really love the Celtics are like look like we love Jalen Brown more. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure why. I'm not sure where it comes from, but it's it's a very interesting take. What do you might, what do you make like, of that? His, they might like his like uh, his personality and his uh he's kind of interesting. He's he's smart guy. He's into like politics and, and uh you know civil rights and stuff um jabbar is not I, about that at all no 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 straight about basketball i'm no i'm 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 asking you like who who's the better basketball player because like to me it's jason tatum but all of them are like no like brown is better than you think like he should be our number one well i mean to them to these people i would say tatum always gets the best defender uh on him you know very true um, and and actually, this season, I mean, these, these playoffs, he's proven that he can. He, he's probably the better. De- he's probably better defender than Brown, which I thought Brown was always the better defender than Tatum. But he, Tatum's the one I hear guarding KD and. Uh, Giannis. To, well, they, yeah, he was guarding Giannis, but Horford. It, it was more like a team effort. Yeah, Horford, Grant mm-hmm. Williams. Um, can't even remember who was guarding Jimmy Butler because I didn't watch too much of that series until the last. He was. Games. Him and Jalen Brown alternated. Um, yeah, so I mean, Tate, and Tatum's got all the pressure. He's got all the adulation. He's got the big money contract. He's getting all the jersey sales. So I mean, at the end of the day, he is their their guy, and he's getting he's he's getting uh you know the focus for that and yeah. performing. So I don't I don't really understand that. Um, but Brown, I mean, give props to him. He's get, gotten better and better every year. He was never mm-hmm. a guy that anyone saw being this good, right? Uh, even though he was a top three pick, I think people just thought he'd be you know mostly a three and D guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so. He's gotten way better. I, I, I totally respect his game. Uh, he gets some nasty dunks. He, he might be more athletic than Tatum, but mm-hmm. Tatum's got more skill. Like, if, if, if it come down to it, if I need a mm-hmm. shot, I'd rather get a ball to Jason Tatum. Yeah, I agree. Um, and he's taller and longer, so, yeah. Right. Um, anyway, where right, I was going. So, going back to the game, okay, yeah. how about when it was the second quarter and the Warriors were down, like, around 15 or so, and uh, Clay Thompson was, like, over 12. <laughs> and you know, couldn't make a shot. Like, and Jordan Poole didn't do anything. It was just Steph by himself on the island. Where you, Draymond so, had foul trouble. Steph was in foul trouble. It was it just like you, you weren't concerned about that yet? So I think that's when like a little doubt started creeping in. But then Clay hit a three. Then he hit another three. Then he got a layup. He got to the free throw line. I was like, oh, he's back. He's back. And you know, the the Warriors actually closed the gap in that quarter. I mean, they, they lost that quarter by one point. Um, going into halftime, they, they were down by what nine or ten points. Which yeah. for the Warriors doesn't even matter because um, of the third quarters that they're going to have. And we had talked about how they won the third quarter, 30, 33-25. Uh, they ended up taking taking the lead um, because of a, what what was it like a flagrant a flagrant on Al Horford where Steph hit a three. Yeah, Steph was like incredible again in that third quarter. I, I don't know. I, let's just go back. You said a nine point lead ain't nothing. I don't know, man. This series feels like if you get like a fifteen point lead. Like especially in like the second half, it's like over. Like <laughs> that's how it feels. It, it, I don't it, know, man. It's so tight. I mean, the Warriors weren't even down much in the in the. Uh, they were down. Okay, I kind of fast forward a little bit in the fourth quarter. They were down what 12, 13, like five minutes ago, and you were like, "It's over." I'm like, "Well, I guess it feels well, that way." But yeah, I mean, I mean, but that's because of how much time is on the clock and the 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 minutes that were already spent. I think. I think that because like if, if you remember in, in the third quarter the Warriors scored what eight or nine points in like forty something seconds, um and cut the lead to like two or three. That's, that's yeah. kind of why I say that. But looking looking at the way the game was going, um and this, this is something that I haven't even got to discuss yet. But uh so like in in game one the the rebounding margin was what uh, I think they they it was tied thirty nine yeah. to thirty nine. In game two, it was the the Celtics out rebounding the Warriors by one, 43 to 42. But in game three, they got killed on the boards, 47 rebounds to 31 rebounds. That's why I was like, it's over. <laughs> like the Warriors couldn't get a rebound, they couldn't keep anybody out the paint, they couldn't keep anybody in front of them. Like just collectively, they played horrible defense, especially in the fourth quarter. I'm not sure how many. I think it was what 15 offensive rebounds. 19 second chance points. Um, you, I mean, you're 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 just not going to win like that. Uh, you're just what, not. What changed? What 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 happened there? So I, I mean, if you listen to Draymond's podcast, it, it, I mean, it, it all starts with him. Like he 
He says that he wasn't playing with enough force. He he called himself soft. He said he played like shit. Um, I mean, and those are all easy observations to make, but bro, like I am I am officially concerned. I I, I am officially wavering on my pick of the Warriors in six. Because I mean at this point they have to win every game. They have yeah. to win what four, five, Pretty and sure. six. Um, and I, I just don't see it happening because, you know, in, 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 in game one, like I said, I wasn't worried just because I realized that that was an anomaly by those players. Like that's never going to happen again collectively. But last night when you're getting bullied on the boards like this, uh, which is something that I, I, I talked about before the series even began, I was like, look, like the rebound battle isn't even going to be a thing because even though people try to bully them, they never do. Like it's 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 not like the Warriors are out here getting out rebounded by ten or fifteen boards. Obviously, that's a problem, but it historically it, it just hasn't happened. And tonight, it it damn sure did. Like, uh, Kevon Looney only played like eighteen minutes, but he only had what like six or seven rebounds. I mean, I don't know if he's the answer because he can't shoot, so he can't stretch the floor, and like he he stagnates their offense too much with him and Draymond out there. And Draymond is just too small, bro. Like. They're they're running Robert Williams and Al Horford together, and it's just it's just too much for the Warriors to handle at this point, which is crazy because traditionally they they killed playing like that. Like they were the reason that that teams had to switch up to going five out because like you you literally couldn't play two stiffs out there. But now that Al Horford can shoot, um, it's just it's just changed the way that this series is going, man. And I personally don't see how the Warriors. Can bounce back from this. I I think it's over. I'm I'm calling it already. Uh, like Draymond can say all he wants, but he can't grow up to be six nine or six ten overnight. He's six six on a good day. Wait uh, wait, wait wait wait. So I thought you all this time you said that was never been a problem. Draymond's been able to uh, defy and, that. I mean, and, until last night. That's what I'm saying. Like I mean, <laughs> I I don't know what what his problem is, but he he showed me. Him and the rest of the Warriors that they have available show me that they, they can't rebound with this team. They they can't keep them out the paint. Like this is the first time they're so lucky. Them? Huh? Go ahead. Go ahead and finish. They're so lucky that, that Jason Tatum was just missing, or like he has this shoulder injury or whatever it is, because he had so many just layups that, that he was just that he was just missing in different points of that game. Where like I don't know. I mean, look, I expect the Warriors to win tomorrow, but like I don't know how they're going to do it. Let's <laughs> put it like that. Like, I'm not sure what <laughs> what adjustment they can make. I'm not sure what they can change because out rebounding and being playing with force is something that you do or you don't do. And I don't I don't know if six six Draymond could do it anymore. That's that, that's what I'm gonna say. Give me your thoughts. Well, I think he can still do it, but this is where. I think the Warriors, I mean, we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll prevail and they'll be okay, but you, you can't help but look back at that decision not to make a trade at the deadline for another big. Mm-hmm. Or, or I guess it may, maybe they really held out hope that Wiseman was going to come back and contribute, but I still would have, even with that, I still would have traded for at least a serviceable big, man. I mean, Looney can only do so much by himself. Yeah. Um, and, and you need you need different, you know, guys just to see some guys just have better matchup. They just play better against certain guys. You just need the options and they don't have a, no, no other options to throw out there to help on the boards. No. Nope. So, um, and, and this is just one of those things. Maybe they got a little too cocky because they, uh, it's the Western Conference and they felt like they were good where they was. It's been a weak West. Uh, so even with all the injuries and everything they've had, they still ended up with a top three seed. That's cool. But. And, and they flew through the conference. The, the conference. I mean, yeah, they did. They, they faced a, a, a Nuggets team that was hurt, so they swept them. Okay, that was easy. Then they actually had trouble with the Grizzlies until you know John Moran got hurt, and then they figured some other things out. But they also they that was a team that had athleticism, but they didn't have like the experience and like you know guys playing smart. If Jaron Jackson would stop fouling out every fifteen minutes uh, of, <laughs> of game time, maybe he could have made more of a, a, a bit more of a factor out there, but. You know he couldn't stay on the floor, um, and then they they paid the the Mavericks who had no you know basically they couldn't exploit any of the weaknesses because they didn't have no bigs, so it was basically with the Warriors strength against the Mavericks kind of having the similar strengths and the Warriors prevailed again uh, an experience gap, 
So they had an easy route to the conference, uh, I mean, through the conference, to the finals. Um, and now they're facing a team that's been battle-tested. And every every round, just about, you know, except for the, the first one against the Nets, which that's kind of wild in itself, they swept them. But every round since then was a seven-game battle. Yep. And, and this is a team that's now battle-proven battle, battle proven and a whole bunch of young athletic guys. And it's, it's, it's now you go, I mean, experience can only get you so far, right? Now the Warriors are suddenly looking a little old. Clay Thompson can't <laughs> get a shot off. Well, he, he played really well in game three. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. He played well. They start. They start. They stopped respecting him. They they were leaving him open. I mean, they were kind of <laughs> leaving him open the last two games, really. But he's been missing. If he starts to kill him, that might be the difference. Maybe he could get you know change how the Celtics play defense on the Warriors a little bit. But uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about game four adjustments. But um, yeah, this is one of those things. I mean, Curry, he's defied that. He's looked great, but now he's hurt a little bit. He, you know, so very unfortunate. We'll see. Um, and you know. We'll, again, we'll talk a little bit more about Steph, but he also has not been, you know, just tearing it up in the fourth quarters and taking them home and, you know, just completely putting them on their back. He's doing everything he can. He can't blame them for the, them losing them. He's not the problem at all. Um, but he is getting some criticism for that. It's, you know, his fourth quarter performances throughout his career in the in the finals. It is, it is kind of interesting. Um, so, yeah, their core is getting a little old, man. So, uh, it is one of those things where it's just like either either guys are just going to all of a sudden play better or not. Like, are they going to be able to tap into right. what they used to be or not? And yeah. Particularly Draymond. It comes down to Draymond and stuff. I mean, Draymond and Clay, sorry. Or maybe I mean, Poole could be a, a factor, but I, I'm almost like writing him off. He can't, he, yeah. he can't play him because he can't defend nobody. So. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, man, like I'm, I'm completely off the Jordan Poole train just for this season. Um, he's it, It's a great story, and he, obviously he can play. Uh, but Steve Kerr is only running him out there for like 20 to 24 minutes a game. And it's very tough in that stretch to like be perfect because, or I'm sorry, to, to, to be effective anyway, because you basically have to be perfect. Like in 24 to 25 minutes, especially in, in the stretches that he's playing, um, he's only going to get like, I don't know, maybe seven to 10 shots. And are, are we asking him to shoot like 60 or 70% from the field? Like that's just, that's, that's, that's a little unfair. And everybody um, knows it when he's, his roles out there is usually time when Steph is not on the court. Yep. And so he's got the ball and the whole Celtics defense is keyed up on him. Like you said, he's out here trying to do his heads. He's trying to do his moves to get open, but it ain't, <laughs> it ain't working. No, it's not working, man. Um, so yeah, let's, let's, let's just throw Jordan Poole aside for now. Um, I think I think and let's I guess we'll go ahead and get into game four. Let's let's just talk about it. Game four is Friday, nine Eastern. First of all, they need to stop having these games so damn late. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, staying up to midnight. But anyway, um, what do you think is going to be the key for the Warriors to bounce back and tie this series to go back to San Francisco for game five in a two-two? Uh, they have to be effective defensively again. I feel like they they're not going to stand a chance if the Celtics are are having efficient offensive nights. Mm-hmm. They got to keep stay run them off the line, keep them from scoring inside, which is tough, and and try to get them to shoot as many mid ranges as they as they want. Like if, if Tatum and Brown get you give you thirty off mid range, you just gotta shake their hand and, and take that L. Right. But you can't let them get these open threes and slash into the rim so much and throwing these lobs to Robert Williams and stuff. That, that's another guy we haven't talked about a lot. This, yeah. This dude, um, I guess he's really impressed me, he man. He figured something out with his knee in this last game because he's, <laughs> he's such a factor, man. Like, not only is he just blocking shots at the rim, he's also, he can move his feet out there on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very impressive. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Williams kind of reminds me of, um, oddly enough, what Kendrick Perkins used to do for the Celtics back when they used to have their championship years. Uh, obviously, no. he's way more athletic than what I'm Perkins was, but I mean, but yeah, but he was he was somebody that would alter shots, and he he was somebody that you wouldn't want to go into paint against. I mean, obviously, Robert Williams is way more athletic, and he's going to actually jump up and get those shots, but people wouldn't really go into paint as easily when Perk was down there. Um, I'll, I'll give him credit for that. <laughs> give you a flagrant foul. Yeah. Hey, that, hey that, that's, that's part of the game. I mean, game, yeah, yeah. Like you ain't coming back down there. <laughs> True, yeah. Um, he he, uh, he gave Powell run for his money. He, yeah, uh, yeah. He was bullying Powell. Him and KG, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, man. Look, I, I mean, 
honestly, like I said, my feelings about this series have kind of flipped. Um, it's very unfortunate. Um, everything so I said earlier. See, there's nothing you see the Warriors can do. I mean, now that Steph is hurt and he has, like, an alibi to play bad, no. Um, I mean, what if – this is a very likely scenario in my head. What if in game four the Warriors come out and lay an egg, Steph, Steph is, is, you know, talking about his his leg is hurting and Draymond's cussing out the refs and he gets thrown out. Like, I'm, I'm kind of – yeah, like, I'm kind of envisioning envisioning the worst at this point, like – the Celtics are about to go back to Boston. I mean, to San Francisco up three <laughs> one. Um, I just, I mean, I, I don't see what they can do. I mean, now look, if if Draymond, Steph, and Clay all have a game together, which they haven't done this series, then okay, you know, maybe. But they've got to show me that they can defend these guys and that they can rebound. Um, in 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 the first two games, they were fine. Uh, but in game three, like it just got away from him. Like, I don't know what it was. So obviously they can do it, but will they have the will to do it? It's, it's like you said, like they're getting older. Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what it is. Um, but well, I think Draymond is going to come out playing some of the how he played in game two. Yeah. Um, with a lot more energy. But I, I think, frankly, the Celtics, okay, they let that get to him in that game. You saw how in game three, they were just letting Draymond talk. They, they were like, yep. whatever. And so I think that, that ain't going to work no more here, like trying to uh, talk shit to the players. Now, maybe he, like the fans with them saying, fuck Draymond, that'll have him a little more hyped and juiced up as well. Maybe. So he, he could play off the fans instead. But I see him having a good game. And for some reason, I got a, I got a, a wild feeling that Clay is going to have a good game too. I think they're going to try to pick stuff up because, I, 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 you know, Steph's going to be. Laboring out there, most likely, uh, against mm-hmm. this defense. So I, I, I got a feeling they're going to give themselves a chance. I don't know what they're going to do about the boards. I, I guess they're going to have to play Looney more. Um, yeah. You know, you know, which, you know, why not? I mean, I, I get why not because that hurts their offense. But this is, you know, they're going to have to turn this to a mud fight and just, you know, see what happens. I think mm-hmm. that's, that's their only chance here on the road in particular. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm just (laughs) I was so confident going into the series. And even after game two, I was so confident after game one and game two. Um, But I I just I I just didn't expect to see the Warriors lay an egg and get bullied like that. So we'll see. I mean, obviously, I'm going to be watching game four. Um, You know, we'll see what happens. But um, shout out to the Celtics, man. I don't don't think that we've given them enough credit. Like guys like Derek White are coming in and being really effective. I've been trying to. to. Okay, me. First of all, fuck, <laughs> fuck the Celtics, Laker Nation. But I agree. But, but I do, you know, I see what I see, and I'm just like, man, these boys are good, man. I can't front. They are. So look, I want a final pick right now. Who wins Game Four? Um, I got the Uh-oh. Warriors winning a close game, Game Four, coming down to okay. it. It's going to come down to the wire. I think Clay, Clay seems in these playoffs, he seems to show up when they most need it somehow. So, okay. I mean, my heart is telling me, you know, the Warriors, but, you know, uh, after that game three performance, they've got to show me. So, And also I'm the gonna, Celtics have pr- been proven to be kind of off and on. Like, they'll, they'll look amazing one game and then just lay an egg at home. That, that. It's just like, I don't – so I, I don't know what to expect really, but – Yeah. That's what I'm going. I do okay. expect Tatum to have a better game, though. He, he's kind of been quiet. He hasn't had – he hasn't really popped off with like a 30, 40-point game. So – Right. You know, if I was a Warriors fan, I'd be worried about him. Um. So okay. So um. You see, you you got the Warriors for Game Four, and uh, all right, screw it. I got the Warriors too. Um, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but if they win, even if they do win Game Four, I don't say it's all the way over. Because again, I just I have to see the I have to see the Celtics do it. Okay. Uh, they, they've got to the finals. They they got over the hump in the conference finals and finally did won a Game Seven. But it's still to 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 get all the way to the mountaintop and slay that that, that final the final boss. I got to see you do it. And okay, yeah, I don't I don't see them even if they were to win game three. I mean game four and be up three one. I don't see the Warriors laying an egg in San Francisco, and it's going to be all the pressure on them in game six to win at home. Right. So mm, okay, you know we'll see. Yeah, and that's that's uh, also a hope. I hope the series at least goes six. If it, if the Warriors just get stomped out in five. Actually, if the Warriors lose a series at all, it's probably not great for us fans because they're probably about to just make a trade for somebody with all these assets they got. Yeah, poor James Wiseman. (laughs) Right, yeah, they're about to 
who's who's out there wanting to trade? Uh, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk <laughs> about the Jazz here in a little bit, but we ain't doing nothing. Rudy Gobert. No, let me stop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so look, I, I want to. I, I kind of want to wrap up this finals talk with Steph Curry. Um, he is the best player in the series, in my opinion. I mean, we can argue whoever you want, but Steph's been the guy. Uh, however, he does not have a Finals MVP, and that is what all the pundits have been discussing. Do you think Steph needs a Finals MVP to like cement his legacy? And and you know what? A follow up. Do you think that if he loses this Finals, does it severely impact his legacy? In what way? I guess I don't understand what where, where is his legacy now to these pundits, and where would it? Well, he, people say that he can't be top 10. He can't be in the conversation for the greatest point guard ever because he doesn't have a finals MVP. Um, man, I don't really give a damn about these, <laughs> these discussions. <laughs> it's just like, this, like there's going to be so many, like after this era in particular, it's going to be hard to name a top 10, bro. Like there's going to be so many great players. I mean, you say it's top 10 and then you start listing them and you quickly got 15 guys. Like, mm-hmm. Even the, even right now in the current era, like try to name people, just be saying that guy's a top five player. That, that guy's a top five player. Y'all said there's about fifteen people. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, is Steph going to be what on the on the pantheon? What is it like a, a goat? Goat? Probably not. But um, can he be the greatest point guard? That's probably that's that maybe in in in, in shot. Uh, I think a lot of that depends on how you're lionized and how people look at you. And it's hard to go back at some of those people in the 80s and 90s because I think you just, it's just going to age over time. And back then, we didn't have the social media era. Everybody just didn't have these opinions. We didn't have all the, the, the 24-7 news cycle where everybody just put out these opinions. It's mm-hmm. just hard now, man. Like, guys now, legacies just getting talked about every 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 which way. How can you talk about a guy's legacy before he's even done playing? You talk yep. about his leg- like, he might end up retiring with six championships, even if he loses this series. So, I don't know. <laughs> It's very true. But very, very true. Like, like, like just how I, I, I mentioned before about his because uh, that's more what I'm interested in. If, if they win the series as it goes now, he's probably going to win finals MVP. Only yep. reason he hasn't won is just kind of circumstance. It's not like he's underperformed. He's had good overall finals numbers. Um, yes. But it, it's interesting that he, he's he's. How he gets his numbers, he he'll maybe pop off in the first half at some point. He almost always gets him off in the third quarter, mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter. Maybe it's because of the rotations. I'm not sure, but he he rarely just like what? Well, can you think of a signature Steph moment in the finals. In the finals, um, I don't think so. In the finals, but as many game as many finals as he been in, he hasn't really had you know a super crazy performance in, in a single game in a single stretch that you remember. So oh, well, I mean, in, about. In, I mean, in the 20 was it, 18 finals, like the last finals against Cleveland, he went off for like 36. I think he hit like nine threes or something like that. Like it, uh, it kind of it almost felt like they were like he was trying to steal the finals MVP from KD, which is hilarious. But KD ended up winning the finals MVP. So nobody really remembers that performance. Yeah, because he um, had like one horrible game in that. In that uh, yeah. In that series. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was horrible, but it was just like. I don't know, 20 well, points. Yeah, compared to where he was. Yeah, because yeah. they wanted to get him the finals MVP bad. But, yeah. it, you know, once he had that bad game compared to KD's consistent games, it was just like, well, you know. Yeah. So, but even with that said, okay, that's, I, I mean, that's, can you really count that? That, that was like the, the, the dynasty warriors against MS <laughs> Cavs and just LeBron by himself. Well, yeah. He couldn't, you know. So, like, and that's another thing. He's not like he's had great, well, he said, Okay, 2015 was a he he had his chance there. He 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 Delhi kept him like under his shooting percentage, but it's not like he he played bad. And then he once he got going, they they started they won the championship. <laughs> so it was, yep. Uh, but I think he averaged dollar, like 26 points a game that series. Yeah, he should have won. He should have won. It's just LeBron. The, the LeBron stands were just doing the most voting for LeBron, even though he lost, and voting for the guy who guarded LeBron. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then 2016, you know. That, that should have been the one they won, but you know, I guess he wasn't hundred percent. And well, Draymond cost him that championship, but yeah. Okay, yeah, but I think even his numbers at the end of the series weren't great. They they weren't bad, but they weren't great. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, just down the list. Twenty nineteen, you know, his team was kind of un, uh, overmatched once KD was hurt. 
and then Clay was hurt. It was, yep. you know, so, but but he was actually mostly great in that series. Um, but they lost. And then if they lose here, I mean, I, I don't. Again, I won't blame him for it. It'll just be one of those things where it looks like they, the Warriors had a good season because at the end of the day, they did make the playoffs the last two years, and then to make the finals, that's that's a good season, right? Oh yeah. Um, and that's something to be proud of, but they'll still try to tear him down. So that's why, like, I don't look at it any different. Because this could be a team where they could be running the West again for the next two, three years. Hopefully not, because we're Lakers fans. But they have all <laughs> these assets, and they already are good now. Um, so uh, yeah. I was kind of just going down a diatribe. But what, what do you think about this topic? This second straight pod, you brought this up. It must really it burn pisses me off. these guys talk about stuff. Yeah. It pisses me off, man. Um, it, it, it makes me want to turn my TV off. It makes me want to delete my YouTube account. Like, I really, really, really hate this narrative. Um and that, is it real that, though? Because I mean, a guy like Skip Bayless, he's just a clown. Like he he hates on everybody, everybody that people like. I mean, I mean we can say that we we can say that, bro. But he 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 has too big a following, and he has too many people that hang on to every word he says for me to just write him off as a clown. Okay, we're um, gonna talk about that KD thing, man. That that whole subject what? about what he said about Stephen A. and Skip and Shannon. Oh, I, I didn't even see it. What did you say? So, yeah, KD basically just like the worst thing that ever happened to sports was these guys on the oh, blowing up. Uh, yeah, Stephen A., Skip, Shannon, all these guys on TV that's got these opinions about basically, like, like you're saying, like, you know, people's legacies and who's yeah. the top is, not top that, and just making arguments about everything. And now everybody's doing yeah. it all the time on Twitter yep. and uh, social media and Reddit and whatever. Mm-hmm. That's all people want to talk about now is like legacy discussions and, and GOAT discussions and all that. It's just like, I don't know. I don't. I don't. Just, I don't really know if it's the worst thing to happen to sports, but it is. <laughs> um, you know, it takes away from the game. But on one hand, it's interesting. Obviously, people love to talk about it. But yeah, these guys have just made their career out of them milking it, and I think people don't aren't understanding that they're just caricatures and just saying stuff to keep themselves relevant, keep themselves, keep the money flowing. Yeah, I they agree. They don't got nobody to hate on, so they just kind of make somebody up to hate on. <laughs> yep. I totally agree. I mean, it's it's a show, and they've got to have topics for their show uh, that they do every single day. So I, I totally get it. I mean, um, you know, we've talked about how LeBron was their focal point for the past 20 years. And once he's gone, man, I mean, it sounds like they're going to transfer straight to Luka. But um, a lot of these guys are not going to know what to do with themselves once, once LeBron retires. It's amazing that they're still bringing up the Lakers and LeBron in the finals and, like, the pregame and stuff, like, bro, get off his nuts. Like, LeBron is worth a billion dollars. Yeah. About his legacy. Yeah, like, come on, man. Skip Bayless. It doesn't say nothing. Michael Jordan. All right, let me stop. Uh, <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Um, all right, so look, man, both of us are hoping for a, a very interesting uh, Warriors win. Uh, obviously, we don't want the Celtics win for selfish reasons, but – um. If you know. they do win, have you already went through like your stages of acceptance, or are you just like whatever? Uh, no, you know, we're, no, no. We're Lakers, we'll just we'll just tie it up again. We'll, we'll, we got our time. We'll... Nope. If, if they win, I'm gonna be so distraught and angry. Um, I'm I'm gonna hate life for a good you know week and a half. because uh, like I'm going to watch their celebration and their their championship parade and watch all the coverage and I'm, I'm just gonna be mad. I'm, I'm, it's gonna piss me off about the Lakers season. I'm like y'all got to get it together. Uh, so yeah, I'm not gonna be happy. No, I want them to lose. I'm not, I'm not lying. Like I want them to lose. <laughs> like, straight uh, up. F- funny side story. I was at the uh, at the Braves game last night. Uh, actually, watching the first quarter of the Celtics uh, Warriors game, and uh, some people next to me was like, "What's what's the score?" Blah blah. And I was telling them, you know, the Celtics were up in this big lead. They could sell. I was like all pissed. And I was like, yeah, yeah, fuck the Celtics, blah, blah. And then it, it, a couple of minutes went by. He's like, are you a Lakers fan? <laughs> <laughs> what I gave like, it away? Oh. Yeah, I was like, what gave it away? What, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's funny. So, and, you know, that's it, funny, like you said, because we're not, we're just bred to hate the Celtics. It's not like yep. we, we felt, we faced the Celtics twice in, you know, our lifetime. And yeah. that's kind of whatever. But like, really, other like we look at real rivalries to us like in our lifetime is more like I mean at least to me I look at like the Spurs I, can't I was, I was just gonna say the fucking Spurs God damn. yeah <laughs> um I used to kind of hate on the Mavericks a little bit back in back in the day but I, I kind of let it go because you know how they beat us and just stomped us and made us look bad in 2011 
mm-hmm. uh, and they loved it. <laughs> oh my god, they loved it. Uh, I slick I mean, look at Portland that way a little bit, just because Dame, this nigga Dame, like he like yeah. salivates and dropping fifty on us, and it kills me. Yeah, yeah. But I, I kind of look at them because we we beat them in the play. We beat them when it matters. Okay, so I'm just like, okay, y'all ain't got no championships, so whatever. <laughs> Same way with like the Suns. Yeah, true. But or you know, discounting last season, but. Um, should we talk about the Lakers? I mean, what, what do you feel about this no. Birmingham? Let, let's let's close the chapter on the finals. We'll, we'll come back, I'm sure, uh, in the next pod to talk about uh, game six or game seven, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, okay, so the Lakers just hired Dar- Darvinham. Yep. Uh, hooray. Um, yeah, and he, now he's <laughs> over here talking about yeah, what was he supposed to say, right, Billy? You know, Westbrook is in here ice grilling him in this press conference. Oh yeah. While he's over here talking about, yeah, you know, I, I love Russell Westbrook. He, he's uh, one of the greatest players ever. One of the greatest players ever. We got to treat him with love. We got to, uh, you know, we're going to challenge him to play defense and sacrifice. It's like, bro, we just heard the same shit from Vogel, uh, an actual <laughs> championship coach. So yeah. what? What difference is, is Darvin Ham going to make? Maybe, maybe well, they can level with him as a man. I don't know. But let me say this. So, I think I think that Russell Westbrook showing up to that press conference just kind of corroborates the fact that he didn't like Vogel. Like if if there were any doubts as to if any of those stories were true or untrue, I think him showing up and grilling Darberham like that was like, yeah, nigga, you saw the to the last nigga. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but I, I think I, I think the fact that Darberham had time in the league as a player and, and an assistant is going to benefit him. Um, hopefully, he can be that player coach. Uh, Giannis seemed to really love him, so uh, you know, hopefully, he can realize quickly that Westbrook ain't it and he, he'll get him out of here. But uh, oh, no. yeah, I'm concerned. I mean, he, he's, he's hiring Rasheed Wallace as his assistant. <laughs> I'm concerned. Rasheed oh. Wallace, Sam Westbrook, the best player in the league. He just said this a year ago. Like oh. Westbrook was on the Wizards. Yeah, um, that's hilarious. So, I don't know, man. I, I don't really. I mean, <laughs> look, put it this way: uh, when Bogle got hired, he was all talking about how much he loved Lonzo Ball and Ingram and all that. And then a week or two later, niggas got traded. So, yep. Hopefully, that is the case here. But yeah. I guess we just got to prep ourselves that Westbrook will probably be here starting the season, man. And it's it's depressing. Like it's hard <laughs> to get it's hard to get that excited about the about the Lakers. I mean. The all season hasn't really even started yet, and we're already like, Ugh. well, I'm I think, happy about it, but I don't know. I'm, I think I'm we can we we can look to the fact that they only played what eight or ten games last year, all three of them together. So maybe if we start off the season healthy, maybe things would be different. Um, I'm not. I don't really believe that, but I, I have to be some kind of optimistic going into the season. I, I can't. I can't just look like not look forward to Lakers basketball. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. And look, we we haven't. Got the free agency yet, so we'll see what nope. they what they do. Um, and like I said, maybe these guys will stay healthy and they can figure something out. It, it was a little hard for me to, no matter what they do with Westbrook on the roster, if they come in this roster next season with Westbrook on the roster, it'll be hard for me to believe that they can win a championship. Put it that way, but I mean, okay. you know, maybe we can look towards maybe making just making the playoffs, goddamn, and seeing you know making <laughs> some noise and see what happens, or at least yeah. being good and make Westbrook look good. Maybe somebody will want him. We could trade him. <laughs> Yeah, uh, as an expiring hopefully. contract, you know, at the deadline or something. We'll see. Yeah, we will, man. We will. Last bit of news here I want to get to. Quinn Snyder, man, he has finally stepped down as the Utah Jazz head coach. He's been their head coach for the past eight years, the second most winning winningest coach in franchise history behind Jerry Sloan. Um, what are your thoughts, man? I mean, we've been talking on the pod for years, literally, about blowing these guys up, and it looks like the destruction has started. What do you think? Well, first, uh, just linking our last subject, would you have rather had Darvin Ham or Quinn Snyder? It's, it's interesting he waited until he hired a damn coach before he decided to quit. Like, did you? What's what's going on here? Oh, well, I mean, uh, yeah, I would rather had Darvin Ham. Um, okay. Just because I've seen what Quinn Snyder has done, and he seems to be very hard-headed. Uh, this dude would not pull Rudy Gobert off the floor. I get that it may have destroyed the team. Um, but you may have won a playoff series or two. Um, so, you know, tell um, you what, he'd be looking yeah. crazy and stressed on the <laughs> sidelines. Could you imagine him as a Lakers coach with all this, all this yeah. pressure? Nah. Going on? Hey, this know, this poor guy. He looking like a murderer right here on the sidelines. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he lose all his hair, man. 
he be he, uh, he look crazy. But it looked like he it looked like he he stepped down like just from from the quotes and everything. It kind of looked like he it, I don't I don't know what's going on between Donovan Mitchell and the Jazz. It sounded like he he kind of just wanted to exit stage left before you know Donovan Mitchell yeah. try to try to use his stuff as an excuse to ask for a trade. It sounded like mm-hmm. he couldn't get through to him. Yeah, and honestly, watching the playoffs, it kind of looked like that. Like Doc Mitchell, it was something. It was something going on with that team because, uh, like, Donald Mitchell was looking. He had some horrible games, and he was just like, whatever about it. The guys did not look like they liked him. Did, did you get those vibes, or am I, was I just like, no, for sure? Um, and one of the playoff games, Donovan Mitchell only passed Rudy Gobert once, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I, I think Jalen Rose made the joke, like, you can accidentally pass the ball to somebody once. So right. the fact that you only did it one time in a playoff game is shows shows me a lot. Yeah, um, that is intense focus on not passing to you. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, back then I was like heavily betting like every single game, and I would always take Donovan Mitchell's points because his line was at like twenty six, and in the postseason that's really nothing for him. I mean, his, he only has one job that's to score. Yeah, um, under every time. Well, it's it's not that. It's just that his first half would be like two points, one of nine. And then he would drop thirty in the second half. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't really know what's going on with Donovan Mitchell in Utah, but I do know that it's time for them to try something else. So they've got all these uh, people that are interviewing, but nobody wants that damn job right now. They've got to figure out what's going on with their roster first before they make any coaching decision. But obviously, that's not how it goes, and they'll hire a coach first. But yeah. I mean, they just signed Mitchell to an extension like a year or two ago. Like he's got like four more years in this contract. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't. I mean, what, what should they do here if he makes if he just out here pouting? <laughs> does anybody is anybody really hurting for Donovan Mitchell? Like who really wants to pay this guy forty million plus a year? I mean, he's he's a good player, but uh, again, most teams already have star guards, right? So who's, who who wants him that, that bad? I mean, I would say he would fit on a team like the Hawks. Uh, they would have to give up a lot to get him, but Trey I needs some help. Bro. Why? This, Mitchell is like six two, and Trey is like six foot. Like, that's the Blazers <laughs> all over again. Oh, you think? Okay, see. Well, I mean, Donovan is way better than CJ, but okay. Uh, I don't know. Uh, are you if sure? you have, are you sure about that? Uh, stop, Javar. You being disrespectful. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Donovan Mitchell's way better than C.J. McCollum, bro. Better. I don't know about way better. C.J. McCollum is a, in his prime was an 88. Donovan Mitchell's a 90. I don't know if that's way better. Come on, man. <laughs> You're funny. Um, I, okay, I mean, well, I don't know. I don't know. Mitchell Person- just shoots more. He just shoots more. I mean, he don't do nothing else. He's just a scorer. Same thing C.J. They don't impact the game no other way. C.J. I at think, least could maybe play make a little bit. Uh, I, I, think, I think Donovan Mitchell is a better scorer. I think CJ has to be set up a lot, even, even though he does dribble and he runs a lot of pick and roll now anyway. I think Donovan Mitchell is a, a better scorer. Like, if, if the game was on the line, I would trust Mitchell to get me a better shot. He might not make it, but I would trust Mitchell to get me, like, a step back or a cross or whatever than I would CJ. Okay, let's rephrase the argument. They're both two guards, right? If, could either one be your best player? Absolutely not. Which one would you rather have as your second best player to play off your best player? Donovan Mitchell. Okay, I'd rather have CJ because he's he could shoot. Donovan Mitchell can too. No, nah, he's inconsistent. He's like a thirty something, <laughs> like sub sub thirty five percent three point shooter. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, hold on. When you say when you say shoot, like, are you expecting him to be like a, a sniper, like j- just a, a spot up JJ Redick type, or are you saying that I, I want my second option to be someone that defenses are going to respect and stay on, and not like leave like a consistent scorer like Donovan Mitchell? What do you mean? <laughs> I, I would I would leave Donovan Mitchell open. It, it, wow, it come down to it because I'd rather him shoot than drive. Wow. Okay. Uh, we just have a difference. I mean, his, his jumper doesn't scare me. Yeah. I mean, it, it just it doesn't. Uh, he, he's just a high value scorer. He shoots a lot. But wow. Is your second best player? You want you want him sh- trying to shoot twenty five shots to get twenty five points? No, absolutely not. <laughs> well, I mean, have CJ where you know he could he could spot up and he could he could hit open shots off the secondary action and he could play make. Uh, but, I mean, we're, we're getting too deep, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think the Jazz. I mean, they're gonna have to do something, whether with uh, whether it's Mitchell or Gobert. I think Gobert is probably easier to trade, ironically, even though Mitchell is a better player. And it, it's interesting you said the Hawks because I think the Hawks could be a good trade for Gobert if they trade, say, like Capella mm. and a couple of those guys. 
uh, for Gobert, and I, I think he could try to cover and help for uh, for Trey and some of those guys on defense. I think that'd mm-hmm. be good for both teams. Honestly, Capella could do some of the similar things that Gobert does on the on the Jazz, and maybe even bit be a little bit better of a. I wouldn't say better offensive option, but he'll he'll make less money for the same things Gobert does offensively. And it, defensively, they'll have to reimagine themselves, but it ain't working anyway. So <laughs> true. Maybe they could try to. He'll probably try to get someone like Hunter from that trade, honestly, to help their defense. Mm. Yeah, DeAndre Hunter is a really, really good, solid young player. I mean, bottom line is Utah's got to blow it up, and I, I would love to see Trey get some help. However it comes, I would love to see him get some help. Um, but and look, look for Frank Vogel to be the next Jazz coach. I, I see that coming. Yeah, probably so. I've seen his name in the talks. Well, look, man, great, great pod. Uh, we went a little long. I mean, I didn't think we were going to go this long just to talk about the NBA Finals, but we did. So, uh, yeah, next time uh, we'll be talking about the Warriors Championship, hopefully. Uh, but we'll see. <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Anytime.